This day just keeps getting better. First the smarmy lummox of a guard, then the crazy dragon fanatic lady, then finally me and Miri almost get killed by a damn fight with skeletons because Grin doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Thank the gods that our contact came to the rescue, otherwise I'd be a whole lot paler today. But now we're aboard the icebreaker, and on our way to Icewind Dale. Smooth sailing? Find out in today's short quest, Long Rest. Damn it. No, it's because I, uh, so, uh, what I've been doing to beat the heat is I fill, uh, mason jars with water and I throw them in the freezer and I rotate them okay. out so that I'm always drinking them when they're ha uh, partially frozen. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm, si I'm sitting here fucking around, you know, we're talking, we're getting ready. And I'm just pushing on the ice crust on top of my water with a finger, just oh. as you do. And That's I pushed it down. Bloop. Bloop and <laughs> what comes, what goes down must Onomatopoeia. come up. And I turn my face into the splash zone with that. So nice, like you're at a Gallagher show. <laughs> God, you're old. <laughs> yeah, I am. The references. Yeah, it's so yeah. old. Well, it could have been much worse than a Gallagher show reference. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, could have been. Ooh. It wasn't a Gallagher two reference. Next, she's gonna come out with like some Paula Poundstone. You know, I was never a Paula Poundstone fan. Neither was I, because she's not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Oh, I feel bad. Who is that? That's a uh, female stand-up com comic yeah. from the 90s. Stand-up comedian. Yeah, like, yeah, super late 80s, early 90s. Not funny. Big shoulder pads. Real big shoulder pads, yeah, yeah pantsuit. Yeah, not that funny. I, th I think she sent back female comedy a few years. Oof. Yeah. She's... Now, it turns out that Paula Poundstone's a huge fan of Short Quest Long Rest. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it. Yeah, we did. We didn't mean it. I'm sure you still have some type of following somewhere. So, oh <laughs> god, and then we just keep oh, you're awful. <laughs> just keep playing it on. The hits keep coming. <laughs> what? That... I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that she still has a following somewhere. You would assume not. Ugh. I just imagine all of us at the edge of a grave that he's digging for himself. We just we yep. just watch it happen. Here lies Dane. Yep. <laughs> Here lies Dane and everyone else he got killed. We knew him, meh. <laughs> Are you ready to play some D&D? &D? Of course. Alright. Wait, D&D? &D? My body's ready. Thought this was shoots and ladders. I forgot what I was here for. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, Not does sure. everyone want to introduce themselves and their character before we go on? I am Dane, and I play Rian Stormlight, and he is a dragon knight with his little little baby daughter, Dragon Miri, which her real Hi. name is... Ke yep, there it is. There's my little baby. I die, apparently. That's my thing. I, I get killed early in fights. That's all we've learned from the first episode. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Felgrin. Felgrin is a, a tiefling sorcerer, entrepreneur, and purveyor of fine goods. <laughs> and you'll find out more about that later. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> I play 
I'm Adam. I play Krellic Steelforge, Dwarven Shieldbreaker, and uh, I stop things from hitting people. Valorous. <laughs> very, very valorous. And uh, we'll get to number uh, number four here as we proceed. Just want to get us into the habit of uh, introducing ourselves. Nice. I think I'm at some point. I like to party. At some point, it, we should probably record individual intros, just to kind of have those. Back to that. Sure. Uh, but, last session, you began as a collection of new mercenaries, members of a group called the Luskar Deliverers, out of the town of Luskin, which lies along the Sword Coast between Icewind Dale and the city of Waterdeep. As... New initiates to the Luskar Deliverers, you met the Parcelmaster Lenart Basque, a half-orc with a very broad and attractive physique dressed in a sharp suit, who gave you your task. Your duty was to go about Luskin and to gather a number of parcels from people looking to deliver them to the north. Uh, this being Faerun, even the task of a postman, is a dangerous thing as you travel the wilds to bring news from one place to another. So it made sense to hire some armored individuals such as yourselves. And if not in armor, then at least equipped with other skills. Traveling through the town, you first met a woman named Maghath the Crimson, a very eccentric tiefling with a obsession is the word. I wouldn't even say I have to think of a word for that, uh, for dragons. Uh, would likely have talked your ear off and had you maybe miss your ship, had you allowed her to continue rambling on about these beasts that she was studying. She gave you a small metal-bound box, told you there was a draconic artifact inside, and that she needed it identified by a friend in ten towns. Looking over the list of people that you needed to pick up parcels from, you then had your eyes drawn to a name, Dragonbait. Uh, following the theme of pursuing people with an obsession or association with dragons, you went to a tavern called One-Eyed Jacks on the northern bank of the river Mirar, here in Luskin. Upon entering, the scent of lemons came over you, and you found yourself faced with a creature that had no common language with you. Your only way of communication was to essentially play charades with this individual and to judge the success of your guesses based on the sense that they exuded. Uh, lemon being one that seemed to be associated with happiness. Last but not least, you delved into the runes of Illusk on the eastern bank of the Mirar. And got yourselves a little turned around. Found yourselves at the end of a chamber underground in the dark of these runes. In which several skeletons rose and attacked. The fight was dramatic and may have ended in a tragedy. Had the person you're supposed to be picking a delivery up from not come to your rescue. She led you to her camp here in the rune. And you sat down with what would have been a very well-dressed tiefling had her robes not been in tatters. And were given a dagger 
that she wrapped in a very awkward bundle of heavy cloth and bound with a rope. You were told that you would be delivering this knife to her, that she would be traveling on her own to meet you in Ten Towns. Apparently she feels that the blade is too dangerous to have around her, but you'll do fine. From there, you made your way to the ship called the Icebreaker. And as you set sail, one of you, a dwarf by the name of Krellick, heard a commotion outside and looking out the window, saw a body-shaped lump descending into the depths of the water. It's Goldie Hawn. Oh, no. You stuck your head up and looking looking up saw what appeared to be a robed figure who seemed to lock eyes with you. Couldn't make out their face before they disappeared onto the deck and out of your sight. It is currently evening aboard the icebreaker and you're still standing at the window with the memory of that sinking body seared into your brain. The others are in their own cabins here within the same deck of the ship. What are you doing, Krellick? So my head's out the window. Can't you were able to, no, if, let's say you were able to look up, um, like face pressed to the glass. It's an image. <laughs> bulbous nose smashed against the glass. <laughs> Hands on the wall, face just squished Hands up on against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like John Lithgow in the friggin' uh, uh, what was it, the Twilight Zone movie? He's got the, he's got his face like pushed up against the glass. It's on the wing. Um, I guess he is going to. So, are they in rooms on opposite sides of me, or how are we set up? From what you remember, as you were brought aboard the ship, uh, each of you was given a small cabin. Uh, you would know that Rion is directly across the corridor from you, and Felgrin is in the adjacent room to your right. Okay, I'm just gonna run outside that room and yell, Hey, boyos! Uh, the body over the side of the ship or something? I don't know. Someone come look. I love how he yells it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah. died! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rian would just enter the door like, like rubbing his eyes. But like, what are you talking about? The... So, go on, side of the ship. I had a body over the side. Someone fell off the ship? Uh, fell or, uh, I'm pretty sure they were pushed. What? Or thrown. Well, well, we have to raise the alarm. Someone, and I, I think he would kind of rush up, you know, hollering himself, <laughs> like, Someone's overboard! Someone's overboard! We saw Will someone go over! please stop this? Oh, calm down there, Fel. Someone went overboard. We have to do something. My name is Fel Grin. <laughs> and if you're going to call me anything, it's Grin, not Fel. That's... Uh, Okay. No, he's I, in I his zombies, by the way. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> a tiny whitey. So, come here. He just motions you into his room. What? No. Come on. <laughs> You're in your undies, and you want us to go into your room? I'll get dressed, <laughs> you sissies. No, I have to. He's, someone went over to the side of the ship. That we. This isn't time to talk about it. We've got like the ship is still sailing. We're gonna leave him behind. You don't think that whoever killed that man is on the ship? Do you really want to alert them that we How know? do we know he's dead? He said he just saw his form go over the side. He's not sure dead. if it's... Oh, because you know from the three seconds that he just mentioned, oh, I saw a thing. Tell tell me, Krellick, did you hear the person thrown overboard scream as they fell? Uh, no. Then they're dead. 
They could have been sleeping. What? Don't. What if they're a swimmer? So in a really in a really deep sleep. Don't be so painfully naive, Rian. He's uh, at this point. He's like, no, he's probably dead. He's probably right. God damn it. And he's like almost upset that he has to admit that he's right. He's like, fine, okay. And he like kind of quiets down and he's pulling um, out his clothes at this point. No, and, and in fact, actually, he would probably be like, no, like you, you guys come into my room instead. Just okay. So it's like a power he, trip. Only because he wants to. No, it's, 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 he doesn't want to pull Miri out. Like and doesn't want to uh, okay, provide herself. <laughs> Um, yeah, he'll, he'll, uh, once he's dressed, he'll, he'll step in there. All right. Okay. So, returning to your cabin, uh, you find the young bronze dragon stretched out on your pillow where she'd been curled up around your head. Uh, very much that sort of cat pose. Nice. Seems to have fallen back asleep while you ran out into the hallway, but upon re-entering, kind of lifts her head and is currently watching you, wondering what's going on with a very confused look. Morning. <laughs> I just went to sleep. I know, such a bad parent. Just, it's okay, sweetie. You just just go back to sleep. It's like, we're just going to have a little discussion. Someone um, died. <laughs> <laughs> so as, uh, as Rian is reassuring her to go back to sleep, you know, the young dragon is stretching cat-like claws extended in front of her, those small jaws opening to show tiny needle-like teeth. Uh, but as soon as you mention that someone's died, her eyes just widen and is currently trying to process the mixed messages. <laughs> it sinking, appears. Sinking to the cold deep, as it were. <laughs> Should we tell someone? Oh, no. <laughs> it won't help Not them now. We're... We're working on that right now, sweetie. Just, just don't, don't worry about it. I got it taken care of. I know I was seen, so I'm staying by Rian's door, listening to see Watch if it. anyone, I can hear anyone enter my room. Oh, Roll nice. me a perception check. Wisdom, awesome. I'm great at that. Absolutely. All right, eleven. Not bad. As the others are having their conversation, and you've closed the door behind you, and it is a very small cabin. There's a reason that they only assigned, like, one person to each one. Uh, cozy. Yeah, shoulder, you're able shoulder. to very cozily uh, fit into this broom closet. Pressing your ear to the door, you can very faintly hear, you know, the footsteps of people on deck. Seems like there are, you know, crew about. You don't hear anyone out in the hallway immediately beyond the other side of the door. Okay, well, he's just gonna stay there. <clears throat> he drills right. a little hole like a peephole so he can look out. Oh, <laughs> yes, like, like, a, like a peephole. Yeah. Hey, don't you start drilling peepholes in my door. <laughs> I mean, is that something you wanted? No. <laughs> no, right. he's not. <laughs> Double checking. I'm just gonna stand there with my shield out just in case. <laughs> All right. How about the rest we, of you? We need to have a discussion about reactions in which are proper. Seeing someone die doesn't always mean scream that someone died, he says as he waves his hands in the air. I think... Do you understand? No, I think it's a proper reaction to try to save someone. Now, you're right. In this case, you were correct. They're, they're probably already gone, and alerting them probably was the bad idea, but... 
when a, when a body, someone goes overboard, you try to save them. That's what you do. If they had screamed, maybe I would have reacted. Um, I didn't have that information yet. I, I was just, I I was just ass- It was a safe assumption. Either way. I was on the other side of the ship. I wouldn't know. Well, you were right next to the, the dwarf that saw it. Well, afterwards. <laughs> yes. When he, when he explained it, yes. But he just said the body went over. I didn't know. But anyway. So, now that we know that this person is dead, Assume. what now? Stead could be sleeping. He's definitely not sleeping. <laughs> well, we'll never know, will we? No. he's definitely dead now. Probably. Probably eaten by a shark or something bigger. Something worse. Well, that's so, a very good question. There's an assassin on the ship. How exciting. Hi. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't know what's an assassin. It could have been like a, you know, a gambling, you know, snafu. Somebody cheated somebody, killed him, chucked him overboard so he didn't have to, you know. There's a lot of things. It doesn't have to be an assassin. Well, fine, if you want to take the joy out of everything. <laughs> there's a murderer I'm just saying, on the before... ship. Okay, see, that's better. I'm just saying there's, like, words matter. Yes, they do. I know that very well. So I honestly, my, my first thought is to go to the captain, talk to him about it. Because I can't imagine there being a captain being the assassin on board. He wouldn't need to. He could have the guy just heel call, or keel hauled and thrown overboard if he needed to. You know, it's Unless his ship. it's a pirate whatever. captain. Even so. I mean, this is his ship. He can do whatever the hell he wants, really. Who's going to stop him? Fair. But that doesn't mean that, you know, said assassin doesn't have the captain in his pocket. So, honestly, I'm not 100% sure who we go to, other than maybe just to try to figure it out ourselves. Well, one thing is standing out to me, and that is that Krillik, right? Right. Shouldn't be alone, because he'll probably be, uh, probably be murdered next. Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't, Just being honest. I don't quite like the sounds of that, so, uh... Well, do you want me to sugarcoat it, or do you want to live? Uh, living would be nice. That's I what I would think. I think mutually exclusive, but... But, uh... So... I'm just saying you should stick close to us since yes. you've been spotted. That, that is wise. Oh. We, we should all stick together. That's what we should do. I okay. Yelling <laughs> earlier, I mean... Mistakes may have been made, but... Hey, let's stick together and what are we gonna do? Put on Sorry our detective hats, maybe? Uh Okay, now you're just being silly. Okay. So stairs at you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the only thing I can think to do is start eliminating people that we might think could have done it. Obviously. So are we gonna kill them all? What the hell can we even eliminate each other? Oh. No, don't oh. kill them all. Jesus. Boy, oh. God. The gods. Ah. <laughs> Uh, I avoid wanton murder when I can. Yeah, that's... You just just calm down and keep your ear to the door there, bud. Okay, so... Can we even... Well, no. We were all here. When, we came, when he came running out the door, we all came running out the door. So we all know at least three of us were below deck. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't have been the killers. We know that for a fact. I am a sorcerer. I could have teleported. You actually can teleport. Well, you could have... You could have sugarcoated that and not told us that. Now, now I have honest. to worry about you. No, I don't really worry about him. I'm pretty sure he can't teleport. <laughs> How do you know? Um, exactly. Oh, I, I was pretty so sure you didn't mysterious. have a dragon until... Dragon! <clears throat> True, these are, but... These are valid you points. Think, 
you think when we got attacked by all of those skeletons that he wouldn't have teleported away at the first sign of trouble? How would you know you were unconscious most of the time? I was up for a few hits. I didn't, it didn't, I didn't go down immediately. A few. Yes, a few. You know, because I was in the middle of it instead of in the corner. Well, I guess that was ball. your mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't see you teleporting out of that corner. Didn't need to. Now, come on. Let's settle down. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you, you did pull my ass out of the fire there, so I, I apologize. But uh, I'll stop being a smart ass. Look, it wasn't me. I didn't kill anybody. But I'll stop for now. Yeah, there we go. That's more like it. I was going to say, you can't fight your nature there, boyo. None of us but, killed anybody. Yes. So, Recently. why don't we just go up to the top of the deck and look around? That seems like a fantastic idea. I could use idea. some fresh air. Okay. Yep. And I I think he'd put his pack on so that Mira usually hangs out in and kind of has her climb in because he just doesn't want to leave her in the room by herself. Probably right. prudent. While you've been having this conversation amidst a lot of you, uh, Miri has fallen asleep on your pillow and very groggily allows herself to be stuffed into the pack again. Yeah, with I just the, the tiniest of complaints. Yeah. Uh, making your way to the top deck. First thing that you experience is the cold. The ship here being bound for the north, you can see even in the darkness the faint white specks of ice drifting southward past you. The wind is biting, you know, a very steady breeze that just seems to find little nooks and crannies in your clothes and steal warmth away. The few crew who are up here working the deck at night are working by lantern light. Um, you know, you have lanterns strung every 20 feet or so tied to the railings on both the left and the right side of the ship there. Uh, for the most part, seem to be going about their business. It is a skeletal crew here on the night shift that are all dressed in warm clothing and seem to be going about their business. The entrance to the captain's quarters is on the opposite end of the ship from where the uh, you know, stairway down to the lower decks is. It is otherwise pitch black. You can hardly see beyond the uh, about a hundred feet out from the ship, even in the moonlight. Yeah, I'd imagine we'd go over to the at least the railing yeah. area where we we assume about the area he went over, and kind of just give a look around. All right. Uh, if you want to make a investigation check. Here we go again. Yes. We're so good at these. No. Ah. <laughs> What'd you roll? I was so fucking Yay! Yes. I rolled a natty one. Alright, so Felgrin, being a little wiser to some of the nefarious elements of the world, you make quick work of examining the, uh, the railing. Some of the coils of rope nearby seem mightily suspicious to you until you realize that no, they're not. It's a ship, there should be rope. <laughs> There's no sign of blood, no sign of struggle. No sign of anything, really, besides just the unmarred railing of a ship that has seen decent days. You know, nothing that would stand out of the ordinary to you. Uh, and while the three of you are kind of rooting around, and I should say Rian is kind of being more of a hindrance than a help in this instance. Yeah, there was a very important clue and I kicked it overboard. 
He's like way deep in a like a trash <laughs> can like nearby. The knife. He's like, oh look at this, and just boots it. Like, <laughs> oh Fumble. damn it! Oh, that was. Oh, that's what we needed. Keep up Fumble the fingers work. in over the side. <laughs> You're doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While you are there investigating and really kind of just keenly looking everything over, you are approached by a uh, very broad-shouldered human. A grizzled brown beard that extends to about his chest. Uh, he has a scar on the right side of his cheek where the hair doesn't grow, so there's a bit of a patch there. Uh, has that squinty-eyed look of a perpetual sailor. Rian, you would certainly be familiar with that. You know, that mm -hmm. sunlight just constantly pounding off the ocean really does some damage on the eyes. Mm. Anyway, this man has been watching you for a while while you've been investigating up here. And finally cuts in. Hey, uh... <sniffs> what's brought you up deck this time of night? Inspecting the fine woodwork on uh, this ship. I it really is magnificent. <laughs> Roll me deception. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're so full of shit. <laughs> oh, is he? I mean, I, I know that's your thing, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the man looks kind of taken aback and... At this time of night? Well, as a tiefling, I can see perfectly fine at night. Uh, you didn't, uh... <laughs> You didn't happen to hear anything strange or see anything strange up here, did you? Thought I heard a splash. I'm not really sure. I mean... <sighs> he just sighs. And he sort of takes in a big old snorting breath again and kind of rubs his nose. <laughs> Elida. I mean, I've seen you rooting around in the uh, the railing here. Okay. There's something I can help you with. Doesn't say. That's, that's all. I was just wondering. Like I said, thought I heard a splash and... Wanted to thought there is maybe check some it out, dolphins. Heard they follow the <laughs> yeah. ships. We we're going to do some whale watching. <laughs> thought I heard a blowhole. Hi. Oh my god. <laughs> In the dark? Uh, I can yeah. see. Do you ever heard of night whales? Nice. Hey. <laughs> they're pretty they're pretty Please prominent around this talking. <laughs> He's kind of looking the, the trio of you over like I should not have even approached to say anything. And uh, after a moment, you know, kind of scratching at his cheek on the scarred side, well, um, probably shouldn't be up here at night. That's for crew. You are guests currently of the captain. Uh, if you're going to be above deck, just make sure you're not getting in anyone's way. Will do. Aye, no problem. Yeah, of course. And if you need anything, and he kind of shakes his head and makes a don't ask me motion. Yes. Before... <laughs> Going back. Nice chat. Yeah, going back to roaming the deck. Seems to be sort of uh, keeping a, a watch on things, as it were. As he uh, proceeds up to the uh, the rear there and pauses for a moment, kind of looking over the side for uh, heading back up the way that he'd come on the opposite side of the deck from you. Must you? What? Oh, Open we're gonna get your information. mouth. Oh, yeah, because we're going to get a lot of information with, oh, I was inspecting the rails. I was getting somewhere. Oh, you were, right? Yeah, And then right you come at nowhere. him with night whales. <laughs> That's pretty good, wasn't it? I, I no. Liked it. It was, I thought it was pretty good. It was horrific. Horrifically <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more of a beauty in the, in the eye of the beholder thing, I'm assuming. But... Patience, Feldman. 
So what was your what was your good transition from? Oh, look, the rails are pretty. Where are you going from there? You know what the best way to gather information is? What's that? Talking to people about things they like. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. That way they feel comfortable, and they share more, and then more, and then more. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from. In some situations when someone's very, you know, not uh, exactly open to talking, that I get. But to ask someone about a question like, hey, did you hear something go off the rails? You'd think someone would answer that, no matter who they are. If he heard something, I'm sure he'd have talked about it. Perhaps he's just guarded about his ship and guests asking questions. Well, I guess, once again, we may never know. No, we but, won't. So from this moment forward, where are we going? <sighs> My vote's on the captain. Fine. Let's go bother the captain after he said specifically not to bother anybody. That sounds like a grand idea. Again, if you have a better idea, I'm up for suggestions. No, I don't, because you took my idea and tossed it into the water. Oh, I see how it is. If, if I did, I would talk to the crew. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll talk to the captain, and you ask them about the railing some more, and <laughs> see how far that gets you. He just grins. I, I thought we were supposed we'll to do. stick together, remember? I'm next. You can stick with him. He, your valiant protector. <laughs> he like raises his eyebrow to that. Like, who's 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 valiant? Who's the valiant protector? No, you. I am. Oh, yes. okay. I see. He will be fine as long as there's no skeletons. And then he walks away. Oh, you little <laughs> fucking. <man. laughs> All right. So we're we're splitting up. Oh, um, bad idea. But yeah, that's what he's right. planning on doing unless you stop him. So first, let's uh, let's stick with the group that is going to uh, to see the captain. Okay. And as you approach the entrance to the captain's quarters, you see that it is guarded by a probably mid twenties young man, sandy blonde hair, a bunch of freckles across the bridge of his nose, uh, who is obviously having a very difficult time keeping awake seems to be kind of nodding off and then as the ship is rocking jerking himself awake uh, a lantern swings beside his head <laughs> and at your approach he kind of uh, raises a hand in greeting and scratches his uh, his stomach there real, <sighs> real quick outside question how long more of, like, of this trip do we have? Is this, like, in the morning we're gonna reach there, or do we have, like, days of this journey left? You being a sailor, you know that you have days of this journey remaining before you reach your next destination for deliveries. 10-4. Okay. Huh. Man, yeah, now that makes me are... actually double-check, or double-think this going to the captain, because... <laughs> well, not not so much bothering the captain, but like the the fact that maybe it's best to find out who's missing first, and the next day would be very easy because someone's going to just not be on board when everybody wakes up. So, but then again, no, no. But let's continue. I was not say because if not, then how do we approach the fact that we sat on the information that you know someone was thrown overboard the night before, and we're like, yeah, we noticed that. We just didn't say anything because we were waiting to see who it was. <laughs> So, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll approach the kid. My bad. Continue. All right. And uh, so as you approach, and he kind of scratches his stomach, and mm, mm, sorry, 
Here's a here to see the captain, are you? Yes. We've had some uh, some information that we think he would need to know about his ship, and uh, it's kind of urgent. So I, I, I hate to bother him, but I, I believe I, it's, uh, it's important. Uh, sorry, but what um, Captain Silvermane is not to be disturbed uh, for really anything short of the ship burning down. What was this information you had? Um, well, we're not a hundred percent sure, but we believe there may have been. Um, a crime committed aboard the ship. The look he gives you. Give me an insight check. Insight check. <laughs> okay. Uh, God damn it! Rolling rocks. You, do, you don't know what to make of it. All you know is his expression is not necessarily what you were expecting. He looks gravely concerned. Yeah. For some reason, I think he's an orc now. Hmm. Interesting. Um. I mean, and he kind of scratches the back of his hair, and you could see dandruff flaking off onto his shoulders. I mean, um, if it's real, I guess. Are you gonna be the one? I'm gonna have to explain why I woke up the captain. If it's just some crime, and he makes air quotes around that. Nice. Uh, Is it but just say, like, what, did you catch someone sleeping on their watch? No, I think he'd, like, lean in because he doesn't want to, like, raise too much tension. <laughs> and he'd be like, we believe there's a murder that's taking place. A murder? A and murder kinda, most foul. He seems to be <laughs> nodding and absorbing that information. <laughs> and then he says again, a murder. And you see his eyes go wide and he, oh, um. Keep it down, boy. Keep it down. We don't want to cause panic. How sure is there a bo- bo- body? Well, one of my uh, one of my companions saw a body go over the side of the ship. It didn't scream, so we're assuming it was dead. And he looks from you to Krellick. I man overboard. <laughs> I think we would have. Uh. I think we would have seen something like. And he uh, looks past you, and you see the same. You know, bearded, scar-on-one-cheek man who had previously been walking the deck near you uh, mm-hmm. is sort of coming up the ship on his rotation on watch. Hey, Bucket! Get over here! Calls over the wind, and uh, scarred, bearded man, Bucket now, as he is uh, known to you, comes up and is eyeballing the pair of you very mistrustfully. Yeah, um, what is it? The kid kind of points to the pair and is like, they say they bring a, a body overboard? Did you hear anyone? That's really serious, but you think you would have caught that. Bucket is scowling as he looks the pair of you over. And Look, I get you're new, but every single man up here is accounted for and I will not be accused of missing a body going over. There is no one who has gone overboard. And you should not be waking the captain at this hour. Maybe it wasn't crew, maybe it was a gust. If it's a gust, then there's nothing to worry about, is it? I think at this point he would he'd put his hands up and just be like, you know what, you're right. He's like, I'm sure the captain wouldn't be upset at all if he found out tomorrow that, you know, there was a death on board and you guys just, you know, sent us away. And that's fine. You know, it's gonna be great. So we'll go back to bed and you guys just go about your business. And we'll just pretend like it never happened. Make a persuasion check. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't roll a one. There you go. 17. Hey, look at that. You did it. You didn't get a third one in a row. Yeah, I was waiting for that. As if it was hat trick, I was just quitting for the night. I'd be like, someone else can play Rian, I'm done. <laughs> no, I would have just been like, wow, the dice really want you dead. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> They put rocks in my hands and paper in yours. Wait, because paper beats her. Never mind. Scissors. Yeah. It's You're okay. tossing scissors. That's very dangerous. You should stop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, I got sidetracked. Anyway, my lads. Uh, Technically, you... 18, because I rolled Miri's accidentally. Oh, yeah. I have a plus three. She has a plus two. Very charismatic little creature. But uh, as you make this threat to return below deck and, you know, if something has dreadful has happened, uh, then surely, you know, the captain would appreciate hearing of these, the inaction of these two. Mm -hmm. Bucket kind of raises a hand as if to stop you. Wait, wait, wait. You make a good point. Wake the captain, kid. And this little scrawny, blonde-haired youth with freckles across his nose turns around and, you know, kind of looks to either side and I then... I him like, you heard Bucket. <laughs> pounds, uh, pounds on the door before uh, letting himself into the cabin and shutting it behind him. While the pair of you are standing out there with Bucket, who's folded his arms across his chest and looks about 110% done with the pair of you. Mm-hmm like to go to whatever Felgren is up to. Is there a place uh, at this time of night where crew congregates? At this hour, it's likely that most of the crew are asleep. Uh, those who are awake are likely to be roving the myriad decks. Um, you know, that there are two cargo holds below. The uh, sort of the main hold and then the one in the very bottom of the ship. So, well, there's bound to be watchmen. It's unlikely that uh, many people are up at this hour. Watchman sounds good. I'd find one of them near nearest nearest one. Uh, here, uh, atop the deck or elsewhere. Yeah, atop the deck. Bucket. So bucket, bucket. Cur bucket yeah. currently seems preoccupied, but there is another watchman as they kind of uh, rove on opposite ends of the ship from one another. And uh, this man, medium build, same red hair that you would see from your uh, your dwarven friend. When he sees you, raises a hand in greeting, and you see he actually only has four fingers on his left hand. Something I could help you with, lad. Here, walk with me. Any kind of motions, uh, almost in the back in the direction of where you had previously been at the railing doing your investigation, because he's kind of making his way that way, moving further away from the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll, he'll follow a uh, few steps behind. Something, uh, bothering ya. I was just wondering if you could, uh, fill me in on... Are, are we the only guests on board? I mean, there's, uh, one or two more of the Luskar deliverers. Mm. Brought the rest of the packages aboard, but for the most part, it's crew. The ship runs light. Fair enough. Been on the ship long? Oh, the icebreaker. Been with her about a year now. Really, the uh, last ship I was on, what a shithole. That one, it named her the Ice Carver. And I tell you, I much prefer the breaking of ice, because Carver, she was a little thin in the hull. Went down, couple of us tossed into a lifeboat. Rescued, but, ah, uh, bad time. It sounds harrowing. 
Ah, it's terrible to lose a sister ship. Mm, indeed. Uh, what about you, lad? You're up here at a late hour. A little bit of a night owl, I suppose. <laughs> uh, you're not the only tiefling aboard, and, you know, they're... Don't want to call you a weird bunch, but... True, you're born from devils. It is true. Alright. I have to ask, you know, I... You're around them your whole life, and you never want to ask, but you're a stranger, you'll be gone in a few days anyway. That's good logic. You're, are you up here each night? Uh, hopefully not. I uh, have my watch rotation, and I hate being above deck. Gets cold up here. It does indeed. And as he says that, he's kind of like huddling into his coat more. You don't often find crew uh, wandering up here at night, it's just not worth it. With the wind biting the way it does. Unless you're assigned to it. And he kind of spits over the side of the ship there. <laughs> um, let me uh, cut to the chase here. What's the protocol if you see something odd on deck? On deck? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, mine and Bucket's job. And he kind of thrusts a thumb in the direction of the bearded man who's currently talking with uh, Krellick. And Rian. Met him, nice you know, man. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But he does good work. And there's a reason he keeps getting assigned up here. He wasn't so damn stubborn about doing his job right. Might actually get to be warm for a watch. How's that? Well, you know, you, if you're quality at what you do, uh, they make you do more of it. And you know, you'll be on these ships long enough. You want to be good enough to keep your job, but... I mean, who wants an extra duty? That's fair. Uh, but that's the thinking that makes it so I'm not going to be a mate some point. And that suits me. How many um, passengers have you lost in that year you've been working on the ship? On the ship? Is uh, it common? No, no lost. No? Why, someone lost? You're looking for someone. Maybe they're, uh, I don't suppose maybe there might be a game going on late on below deck, but... He just kind of smiles. That's good to know. Well, it's been a nice chat, but I really should probably try to get some rest. I do that. Stay safe. You know, if you're looking to make a little extra coin in the next few days, you know, I might I might slip you something to volunteer for my watch. <laughs> uh -huh. I'll keep that in mind. You don't mind being mind. cold, do you? Well, no. I do have some friends who might be interested. Right. Well, tell them, you know, Grab me if you need. My name's Harold. Will do, Harold. He'll reach a... Extend a hand out. He clasps your hand with his four-fingered hand. It gives you a mighty shake. I'll shake it and uh, take his leave. All right. The distinct so. impression that that guy didn't see a damn thing. <laughs> Which is fine. So, returning to the others who are standing in front of the captain's quarters, uh, there had previously been, when you glanced back, a sort of sandy haired youth standing guard on the door and he's currently gone while these pair are awkwardly standing there with Bucket. Uh, upon your arrival, the door to the captain's quarters swings open and this young man sticks his head out. Hey, um, you, you can come in, Captain's awake. Um, mind, mind your manners and uh, he's not in the greatest of moods, so I hope he's gentle. I'm nothing if not respectful. <laughs> uh, Rian, I, I think you should do the talking. I, uh, 
I don't socialize too good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I didn't say I'm a I'm a fellow sailor. We can we can we can see things through. So yeah, and he'll kind of push past the little blonde boy and head inside. Yeah. All right. Slide on past. <laughs> Pat him on the shoulder. He gives you a very nervous look. And then exits the cabin and closes it behind you. And Doesn't like tieflings. F- roll me an insight check. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Let's see. Yeah. Nice. You get the vibe. It's not so much because you're a tiefling and more because he just woke up the captain. Fair enough. Uh, mm. Definitely was kind of like glancing, you know, into the, uh, the cabin that you were entering and is very hasty in scrambling out and making sure the door closes behind him. Uh, Let me just make sure it... this, co- this closes properly. Excuse me. Yep. <laughs> as the door sort of clicks shut, the sound of the wind, you know, a moderate wind blow, uh, is immediately diminished. You could still hear it through the wooden walls and the creaking of the ship beneath you, but for being on a ship and you guys have been below decks for a few hours now, It is comparatively quiet in here. Find yourselves in a moderate chamber, about 15 by 10 feet, with plush carpets. There is a globe in the center of it, uh, the surface of it done up with tan hide and sketched with the various continents of this world. Kind of spins a little loosely as the ship rocks back and forth. Seems it might need a bit of uh, repair on that front. The walls on either side are lined with bookshelves. Each book is secured in its place. There is a, uh, like a cord, a leather binding to make sure that the books are not sliding out of their shelves as the ship rocks. A lantern hangs from the center of the chamber, swinging back and forth. Recently lit, you can see that the, uh, the candle in there is fresh and hasn't had much time to dribble. In the light that it casts about this small chamber. You see opposite to you, beside a door that seems to lead into another room, a half-orc, you know, very large tusks, grizzled appearance, you know, scars across the face, that same squinty-eyed look of a veteran sailor, while seemingly dressed in sort of underclothes, has shrugged a coat on over himself and cinched it in front. And uh, he stands there, very imposingly, one hand on the doorway of the uh, room he's in front of. So you're the bunch that's waking me up at this hour. Evening. Captain, uh, Captain Whitemane, I presume, right? Well, no, white, not Whitemane, what was it? Silvermane. Silvermane, that's right. Captain Silvermane, I presume. I, uh, we do apologize waking you up. It's not something we wanted to do, but there's, there's been some, some issues on board that we needed to talk to you about immediately. And he doesn't immediately respond. He does nod and while his appearance is rather disheveled you know a man who's just been tossed out of his bed you do see the glint of intelligence and alertness in those eyes and uh he motions with a free hand towards another door on the same back wall you know opposite of the one that you've entered so there are two doors on the back wall of this chamber one that he's standing in front of if you would uh, head into my dining room, we might sit. It's uh, probably the best place to meet. Okay, no problem. 
And he'd, he had to make his way. Don't want to set a captain or a half-orc. Yeah. You could hear his heavy footfalls behind you as he kind of uh, proceeds ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And now the chamber, although the floors are wooden, it's not carpeted in here as it was in the previous one. Uh, The table seats about 12 very ornately carved thing. There is no lantern, uh, lit lantern in the ceiling here. So it is very dark. And he kind of, wait a moment. Goes back into the chamber with the lantern hanging in the middle of the ceiling and reaching up takes it down and carries it into this room and motions for you to have a seat while he kind of hangs it on the wall beside him before taking his place at the head of this table this very ornate chair with plush velvet seats and he thumps first one foot up and then the other onto the table and you can see that he is currently uh, barefoot here in his private quarters at night. Right. I don't think we were properly introduced. Name is Tarth Silvermane. I am the captain of the icebreaker, though you knew that when you woke me up. What is this business of a body being thrown overboard? I, uh, say I'm, uh, Rian Stormlight and this is, uh, these are my associates and, uh, Krellick, uh, Krellick, why don't you tell him what you saw? Ah, uh, well, I saw someone go over. They didn't scream, so apparently that means they were dead. Felgren nods. And <laughs> I happened to look up and see someone. It looked like they might have thrown them over, but they definitely saw me. As you're explaining this, he's kind of very, very slight nods as he absorbs the information. And at hearing that you had been spotted, he takes his boots off the table. He leans forward, laces his fingers together in front of his mouth. Right. So you're saying, first off, that there's a murderer aboard my ship. And second, that this person knows that they have been spotted. I pretty much have what we're saying. If this is true... And we have a missing crewmate. Ship's likely to find out by morning. This is a conundrum. He just holds up a finger, like, um, or, or, or a guest. Or a guest. He corrects. My concern being, I don't want to cause a panic. We have deadlines and a number of days yet left before we get to fire share. I'm gonna ask you, gentlemen. Have you told anyone of your, uh, what you've seen here in the night? Well, other than telling, uh, Bucket and, uh, your, your cabin boy there that, uh, there may have been a murder. We haven't told the, the specifics to anyone. That's as far as this news goes, you understand me? Understood. I told your boy not to be yelling out to make sure there's no panic. I'll have a talk with them. There will be no panic. As for finding out who the hell is killing my crew... This should be the case. I've got some trusted folk that have been with me years that I will be asking. You will be confined to your rooms for the duration of our trip up to Fireshear. The rest of the crew will otherwise be left to their own devices. So it's for your safety that I am going to be asking you to keep to your quarters as much as you can. Gonna continue your delivery jobs along the coast. 
And if we should discover anything, such as the identity of this killer, I'll have you brought. And if there's any identifying you can do, dwarf, that would be the time to do it. You go off disobeying my orders and rooting around my ship and causing trouble and making a stir that disrupts my men. We'll pull into the first port that we encounter and I'll leave you on the shore. Wouldn't think of it. Yes, understood. Though I I don't suppose we could... I have the sinking feeling that the objects that we brought along, that maybe somehow they're tied up in this, that maybe some of them are worth some money and that maybe uh, that someone was trying to abscond with one of them. Is there any chance we could either have the, the cargo hold checked and the items on the manifest checked against it or if we could check it ourselves at some point. Just want to make sure that everything's where it needs to be. I'll see a, uh, an escort for you down to the hold. I appreciate that. You've been, you've been most accommodating, sir, and greatly appreciate you. Mm-hmm. He kind of grunts. Anything else you desire of your captain? The tailor who made that fine coat. Nice. Velcrin <laughs> <laughs> just smiles. All right. What's the name of the smarmy asshole? He asks Rian. <laughs> Felgren Falsfay at your service. Yes, that, that's him. And the rest he of you. He loves it when you call him Fel. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Introduce yourself, dwarf. Uh, Rian already introduced me. Yeah, I'll say you. You have a one. last name, don't you? Aye, I do. Well, it is Steelforge. <laughs> There you go. That's a family name or a moniker you're giving yourself. I know dwarves are always giving themselves, you know, full hammer and metal gear. Aye, it's a solid last name. Maybe a solid snake last name. <laughs> Glad someone got that. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing people in your family forge steel. That's a good guess. I actually they were farmers. <laughs> actually they were woodcarvers. They might have did something above deck on them rails. Well, trust you gentlemen, know your way out. Aye, we'll get out to your hair and we appreciate you again. Thank you very much, sir. And he nods and makes a dismissing motion with his hand. Sweet dreams. Yep. Aye aye captain. He just leaves the room. Yeah. So, I think he liked me. Captain yeah calls the sandy-haired young man back into his chambers. Look. And upon re-emerging, this young boy motions to the bunch of you and says, oh, um, follow me and we'll go take care of the, uh, the cargo manifest. Oh, excellent. Okay, we can do that right now. Right. Excellent. And uh, in finding yourselves down in the hold, you do go over with your cargo manifest uh, the chest where all of the deliveries have currently been stored. There are half a dozen. Uh, one of them being the carved teak box that Dragonbait had given you. The other the uh, small metal box that Macath had provided the party. Even the lumpy bundle ra- tied in an end of not a dirty rope that uh, Vanifer gave you is there. It seems that everything is in order. Hmm. Okay. Well, 
so much for that idea. So it looks good, close up but the box and... someone might have replaced something. Nah, true, but unfortunately, I'm not level two yet, and I can't identify things like that. <laughs> Damn! Damn it! If only I were level two. Uh, <laughs> I think he's lost his mind. Yeah. Um, what? Well, you guys don't have a little level one floating above your name. It seems like all of our items are sitting here, ripe for the taking. Should we? I don't know. Entrust their protections to ourselves. Mm. I maybe we should divvy them up. Keep watch. That's my time. Well, I'd kind of turn to the kid. Do you think the captain would have any issue with us holding on to our items personally? They are our items, after all. Just to make sure that uh, we want to make sure if there's someone aboard the ship doing something shady, we'd like to make sure our items are, you know, in the places they're supposed to be. I, um, I, that's a bigger question than me. There's a reason ah, they're down worry. here in the cargo hold and we got men, uh, you know, patrolling. We can go ask him. Oh, we probably... That's no, probably best for John. Seems like a you know what? idea. I'll tell you what. This is one of those situations where it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Don't wouldn't you agree on that one, buddy? And he just kind of gives you this very, like, almost scared look. <laughs> Don't worry. I promise. I will take full responsibility. He's like, I'll, we, will, we will be the ones. And I kind of looked at Falcon and I'm like, take full responsibility. I'm going to blame the fuck out of this kid. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> you made him laugh. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think it's best if we, we just hold on to him. Just for now. Don't worry. We'll bring him back. Like I said, there are our items. I mean, it's not like we're we're stealing. It's our things, you know? It's just like it's like if I came down to, to get to my chest to ch take out a shirt because I wanted to change my shirt, you know? Obviously, you guys wouldn't be upset about that, right? No. Oh, the, uh... I mean... And he kind of motions to the chest. That's all delivers stuff. It's nothing to do with me, but... Exactly. We're the deliverers. Oh, don't worry. And he starts, like, grabbing up the items yeah, and handing them out to the other guys. I'll <laughs> take, uh... All preferably right. take the lumpy package. Yeah, Macath want Or, I want to take uh, Macath's dragon artifact. <laughs> Listen, it, it's, it's going to be fine, but food for thought, just so you know... There is an old wives' tale that I know. Aye? He's talking to the kid. Oh, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> if, a tiefling, yeah. if a tiefling entrusts you with a secret and you give away said secret, your tongue may turn to lead. Just so you know. That's awesome. So as you've been trying to convey this, uh, you know, old proverb or tale of tieflings, He's kind of leaning in, and as you s tell him that his tongue may turn to lead if he says anything, kind of leans back away from you just as quickly as he had been leaning in, you know, excited to hear the secret. And, uh, I want you to roll me an intimidation check. Nice. <laughs> okay. Let's hope my uh, good rolls continue. I was going to say, well, you, you got charisma. You got, you got I, well, yeah, charisma. so sometimes that does not matter. That is true. Thirteen. Okay. Not terrible. So, uh, kind of swallows hard at your description of his tongue turning to lead. And you do, he does raise his hand to his mouth and just kind of like feels his lips as if worried that even just thinking of saying anything would be enough for the process to start. 
you know, Rian wide-eyed is like not like it's true. Like, <laughs> but you shouldn't have that problem, right? I mean, there is this deliverer's business. Um, I'm gonna go back to my watch now. Um, hey, that's a good lad. Mm-hmm. You need any? Th- my name's Hugo. In case yeah, please don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> we should be fine. Thank you, Hugo. You did good. You did good, kid. And he scurries back. So, of the six items that you have to divvy up, mm-hmm. uh, there is obviously the uh, the bound package from Vanifer, yeah. uh, the teak box from Dragonbait, which is in Rian's possession. Mm-hmm. There is the small metal box from Macath. Who's taking possession of that? No, that's the one I wanted. I wanted the. Oh, that's the one. She's you got wanted. the. Yeah, she wanted it because she has. It's a dragon I artifact. It said so. That's what I want. Then who is taking the uh, the small box from Dragonbait, that teak hardwood? Uh, I guess I will. All right. Uh, there is also a burlap package that when you feel it, seems to have a rounded oblong shape within. The tag on it, what languages does everyone speak? Um, I speak Sylvan. All right. I'm uh, quite sure how languages work, so I just put common and dwarven. Common and infernal. It is not in any language that you recognize. I'm kind of glad it's not in infernal. Yeah, that would be a whole uh, new thing. <laughs> there is also a bottle of brandy that has been inc- included among the things to be delivered. Uh, strangely, there is no addressee. There's not even a tag. And then an envelope that is written, there is a name that is written in a language you can't quite understand, but then underneath, in common again, is the name Griggle Dusklock. Hmm. Don't suppose it would hurt to look. Uh, any of these that you're looking inside? Relic right. staring at the bottle of booze. <laughs> so, uh, some, tasty. Someone, someone else might want to take that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Rian sees him looking at it, so he like kind of grabs it and like he's like, "I'll I'll handle this one. Don't don't oh, worry." Oh, so we're, we are just relieving these other deliverers of their items. Wonderful. I was I thought I would have to convince you. Now, just for now, because obviously oh, we course. don't want to get too many people in. Just for now. No, not no, not. I not understand it like that. Completely. I know the way you're saying it. The way you're saying it is like, we oh, we're not going to do it. We are on exactly the same page. Rian. But I just don't feel we are. We like, are, though. It's fine. No, I uh, I don't feel we're ever on the same page. And this time, especially so. Krellick's just going to grab the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.